Welcome to Extreme Voltage. My name is Dean Malconian, and we are doing the Draft Edition 2023 Los Angeles Chargers Draft Edition. That's it. Three days in the book. We're going to talk about all our seven draft picks. Uh, what a great weekend of the NFL Draft. Hey, it was pretty exciting seeing all these teams uh, coming up, but we're going to concentrate on one, and that's going to be your Los Angeles Chargers. Let's start it up with your first round draft pick, Quentin Johnston. Okay, so getting into this draft, there was a few areas of needs that were integral. Wide receiver was on the burner uh, all throughout the offseason. We were listening to it. We needed that that speed threat that we didn't have last year with all the injuries that, that was forced upon us last year. Many misses with Mike Williams, uh, especially Keenan Allen missing pretty much the whole season, quite honestly, with only a few games in between, really affected uh, Justin Herbert and his chance to go downfield. And and the speed factor was literally absent without Jalen Guyton and his ACL that he suffered early on in the season. So that really pushed the depths of our receiving core. Uh, DeAndre Carter had to step in. He was really our, our kick return, punt return man. And he had to step up and, and take care of uh, receiver duties almost as a number one number two with, with Josh Palmer. So it, it really stretched our receivers thin. You saw it. That affected uh, the downfield play, the downfield threat that Justin Herbert can really attack you with and destroy you with that we saw so, so much in the 2021 season really was absent in 2022 based on those injuries and the, and the uh, fact that our offensive coordinator had some limited uh, issues on that aspect of it. So that was concerning and that was needed to be addressed. Now, that was the decision-making of Tom Telesco. What do we do on that end, right? Do we go after a speed threat and get somebody like a Zay Flowers coming in? Also, another speedster like Jalen Hyatt. Uh, they had a choice of possibly Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, of course, Quentin Johnson. These are some of the players that I'm that I'm sure as receivers, the Chargers were looking at for that first round. Of course, and Jigba got taken just one pick earlier from the Seattle Seahawks. Honestly, that was my guy. I thought that really had the uh, the quality of the receiving th- uh, threat. I thought that would be my number one choice uh, within Jigba. Just with the, the proficiency he's had throughout his career. I know he had that major injury last year with a hamstring that kept him out pretty much the season. Uh, but I thought his caliber was really strong. But I really do like who the Chargers selected in Quentin Johnston. I think with his height and his skill set, I think it really brings a strong caliber of a receiver. Really reminds me of Mike Williams. Uh, Girth-wise, not as big, obviously. Doesn't have that prowess on girth or the size. But yeah, his his total size, his 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 length, I should say, at six foot three, and his route running ability. You know, I love Mike Williams coming up, but he was a little limited initially with a lot of the jump balls and and kind of a certain um, certain types of routes that they would limit him to. I think they've really expanded, and I think you'll see a lot more expansion with Mike Williams on the route uh, portion of it because he's such a great receiver. Uh, I think Quentin Johnson can provide that as well. And I think he really has a, an extra speed factor to him as well that I think can be uh, can take advantage of. The Chargers, I should say, can take really good advantage of. He plays he plays much smaller, and that's not a negative knock at all. Even though he's 6'3 and he's got to use size, he runs like a much smaller receiver, uh, like those Zay Flowers or a, or a Jill and Hyde we were talking to earlier. Doesn't have that kind of explosive speed, but has that similar trait speed that can really hurt those DBs one on one. So I thought Quentin Johnston. I think he's going to be a he's going to be a really good threat for him. I think he's really going to be a great repertoire for a Herbert, especially now you you can play him outside as an X, right? You can have Mike Williams out. You can have 
Quentin Johnston out, and now you have uh, Keenan Allen uh, using the slot. And then, of course, Josh uh, Palmer can come in and use in the slot. So I think there's a lot more uh, variety in that usage. Now you're kind of really expanding that that receiver room. So great job with that one pick. You know, like all these draft selections, you know, it, it's great to, you know, we get excited with them and, and, and we have high, you know, high anticipation with them. But we're just not going to know, right? We're just not going to know what, what it's all about until the pads come in, until training camp is on their way, and then we see them in live action, right? And the bullets start flying. We're not going to know until, you know, game 8, 10, 12 in the season and how this this this, this young kid is, is really affected and how he's playing and how impactful he is. But Quinn Johnston, you know, a solid, solid receiver. I think they did a good job with that first pick. So, uh, one need out of the way, one stud out of the way. And again, this was, there was a choice we made. There was Jordan Addison from USC that I know they were, uh, the Chargers were looking at as well. And they had, they had met with him and there was talks during the last few weeks that that was kind of the way it was going to go. Quinn Johnston, obviously a uh, very impactful, uh, college career, uh, three-year, uh, player, uh, just give you some ideas. 14 games played last year in 2022, 60 receptions over a thousand yards, 17.8 average, with six touchdowns, uh, really, really uh, good, good value on that. Again, in 2021, also had six touchdowns on um, on 33 receptions for 634, and then just only playing in eight games. So, really, he's been a year and a half type starter. Quite honestly, he's, he's played eight games since his uh, freshman year. Just as last year as a junior, really took it by the by the horns and really had a great statistical year form with six total touchdowns. Our second round pick is USC's defensive end linebacker Tuli. Tuyu Pulotu, and this gentleman's six foot three, two sixty six, arm length of thirty two and a quarter inch. And this 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 kid's a stud. This kid is a stud. He's a junior uh, coming out of USC, and he is a playmaker uh, on the outside. Now, there was a little bit of question about how do you play this guy? Is he is more of a tweener? Does he play inside? Does he play outside? Uh, how is he going to fit best? Look, he's going to be your guy coming off and taking that third defensive end spot. He is the rotational piece for Joey Bosa and for Khalil Mack. He's the guy coming in. He's the guy creating the havoc inside. Uh, third down and plus, uh, down and uh, yarded situation, that's the guy you want to bring in. You take one of the big defensive tackles out, you bring him in. Now you got three pass rushers coming in with Bosa and Mack and Tui. So this is going to be good. Um, how fast can he get into the NFL game? Uh, once again, these are the questions we ask all the time. How fast can he transition over? Um, hopefully he'll do it quickly. Hopefully he'll do it quickly. He's uh, he played 31 games last year as a uh, as a, a red shirt uh, uh, junior, and he had 46 uh, total tackles in those games. 22 for loss. That's awesome. The TFLs are amazing. Uh, 22 for loss. 13 and a half sacks, and that's coming in from a year prior uh, that he had uh, tw- uh, correction 24. Solo tackles, uh, 48 total, uh, with seven and a half uh, TFLs and five and a half sacks. So he's a producer, and and he's only going to be he's just going to start his career as a very young guy, and he's just starting out, uh, soon to be 21 years of age. Uh, this kid is going to be a factor. Uh, took some people thought, okay, maybe a little bit of reach in the second round. Um, not necessarily. Uh, the Chargers needed an edge 
All they have is Chris Rump right now. They don't have those edge weapons. So, yeah, maybe around early in some aspects. Quite honestly, who cares? You get the guy you need. A lot of defensive ends or edge edges came off early in the second round. So it was something that we, you know, the Chargers really have been focused on the last two years. You know, next year's uh, total between Joey Bosa and Mac is going to be a strat. A really staggering amount of money going into those two players. You've got age issues to consider as well. So you'll see more pieces coming in, I think, for the next year for the edge as well. And that's such a crucial, crucial position to get for the NFL. Again, three spots I always look for in the NFL. Hey, I don't care what you got. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance to win. You got a left tackle to protect that quarterback. Awesome. Doing a great job there because you got to protect the kid. And thirdly, you got to have an edge. If you don't have an edge, hopefully you have two that can play because you got to put pressure on a quarterback. You got to get uh, get out of there on third down and not, not have those chains moved. So those are crucial positions. Edge was desperately needed for the last number of years. Chris uh, Rumpf, uh, fourth rounder a few years ago, is is not an answer. He's just part of the uh, the solution. So this is good. To Tui coming in, it just gives you one more element to work on. And now you have four uh, four guys back there that can do the job. And now Rump can come in as well, along with Tui, and they've got a a, a good sub package uh, for Mac and Boso when they have to split up. The third round uh, got us Dayon Henley. Dayon Henley's from Washington State, uh, local LA kid, redshirt senior. Uh, 6'1", 225, 33-inch arm span. Uh, this is an interesting uh, interesting kid. He is an explosive linebacker, but he's had a quite, an, uh, quite a history in college. Yeah, six years in college, quite honestly. Uh, four of, correction, five of which in Nevada. Uh, started as a freshman as a wide receiver for first two years. Then transitioned when, uh, in Nevada as a DB. Played defensive back. Extremely talented. From there... Transitioned once again and played two more years in Nevada as a linebacker, right? Uh, His last year uh, as a linebacker in 2021, he posted 59 solo tackles, 94 total, with two uh, tackles for losses and uh, four interceptions. So very, very exciting player. Uh, He knows I can play it. And then his last year, 2022, he went over to Washington State in the Pac-12 as a, a senior, once again, 54 solo tackles, 106 total tackles, 12 tackles for losses with four sacks and one interception. So explosive player, uh, quick twitch type, big time hitter, really can go after the ball. Um, a lot of scouts are looking at him as a, as a top linebacker coming out. So great to get him in the third round. He has some age on him, right? He's not a real, I mean, coming out of college six years, that's that's a long time. Um, so I think he is pro ready right now, right? He literally has, uh, you know, he's, he's a sophomore basically in the NFL, the way his age group is. So I expect him immediate contributor, obviously, to special teams. But, you know, we're looking at Kenneth Murray, right? And with, uh, with the fact that just today, uh, the Chargers decided not to keep his fifth-year option, which I think was not a secret throughout the whole offseason. It's looking like the last year of Kenneth Murray, which is fine. Use him. Use him in all his capability and, and let him play for you, right? Let him play until his tires fall off this year. But you want to transition uh, this new player coming in for you, right? You want to have this kid with his experiences with Deion Henley to come in, coming in and playing alongside um, our, our linebackers with Eric Kendrick. So this is going to be a big move. I think he's going to come in quickly and impose his will, especially on the first two downs, first and second downs. Uh, let's see how he's going to perform there. But I really anticipate him learning that that third down linebacker role uh, like uh, Eric Kendricks is going to do with uh, uh, 
with DJ and try to go out there and just really, really, uh, really attack the pass as well. That's something else that I think kind of work on. But but look, he's played it as a wide receiver. He's played as a DB. So yeah, he has ball recognition skills. So I'm really curious. I'm going to be watching him. This is the guy I'm watching at camp. Okay, this I want to see. I want to see how Dayan is going to really transition and what they're going to use him in. And I thought initially, again, it's going to be more of a, a rundown situation and kind of keep him keep him solidified in what he's doing so there's not too much responsibility everywhere else in the field because we, we don't want paralysis by analysis. We don't want to give too much. But I think the, the number of years he's played in college ball, uh, especially, especially the last few years as a linebacker, will help him in this transition. And I think those ball skills uh, as an offensive weapon, I think that's going to also help him as well. So uh, looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Very active, very strong player. So I think, I think great, great choice of the third-round pick. In the fourth round, Tom Telesco really went after a need. And I think this was this was a stretch for him. And I think it was, hey, sometimes in the draft, you, you got to go after what you really need, not just the best player on the board, and not to take anything away. Because I think Darius Davis is a great player. And I think that this is the time frame you could have got him between, somewhere between the fourth and sixth round. Could they have waited? Maybe, right? They could have waited. Uh, but they went after it. They got their punt returner. They got their kickoff returner. And they got another receiver in the room. So that was nice to see. A uh, smaller receiver, right? A uh, small receiver and five foot eight, only 165 pounds. Uh, but he is a legit speedster. Uh, love to watch the tape on him. Look, jet sweep king. Okay, you're going to see him immediately off the jet sweep. Okay, and that's a, a, a role that he will relish and he will explode from there. He's got a lot of juice. That's one thing I'll see. I'm seeing bubble screens with him right away. You want to protect him. You've got big boy receivers in front. This is a kind of play where you have Mike Williams uh, and Quentin Johnson, Johnston out there and or even another tight end out there in a trips format where they pitch that ball to him on a quick uh, bubble screen and let those big receivers and big tight ends pave the way for him so he can go ahead and zigzag through and navigate through the defense. He will he will create first downs. He will create. We didn't have this juice. This juice was gone last year with Guyton uh, being gone, and all we had was Austin Eckler. And that's not that's not saying that we don't have a lot, but that was the only one that the, that the defense has to key on with that kind of juice coming out of the backfield. Now you got somebody else. I'm not going to say Darren Sproles, but my comp is Darren Sproles. Uh, I think he's much smaller than Darren Sproles in regards to girth. I thought Darren, even though he was shorter, had a little stronger uh, built to him. Uh, he's much smaller. But I think the speed factor is much greater uh, than, than that. So I think he's going to do well. He's just got to maintain what he's got. He's a smaller guy. He's got to protect himself, make sure he's durable, and make sure he's available. But, hey, this is your punt returner. You're, you lost Deion Carter, right? So this is your punt returner and your kickoff return guy. So let, let's make that happen. I thought that was a good, good, neat pick. That actually worked out in the receiver room as well. So you get and you got a you got a teammate of of QJ. So now you got his teammate out there in Darius Davis, and that's gonna be fun to watch. Moving on to the fifth round, this is where I was hoping we're going to get a running back coming in. Uh, even though I love Isaiah Spiller, I think he's going to do really well this year. I, th I, I really thought there was going to be another running back in play. 
and I really did think there was going to be a tight end in play. And that didn't happen in the fifth round. And quite honestly, this is where they started the Chargers with Tom Telesco, uh, started looking at depth and really working on the trenches on the offense and defense. And you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a minute. In the fifth round, the Chargers did select Jordan McFadden out of Clemson. He's listed as a guard. Uh, I think the Chargers still look at him as a tackle slash guard. So I love that. I think... I think in the past, you used to see Chargers pick these linemen that would be guard and center combos. They like to, to uh, have utility in that in that capacity where, where your guards can actually get play as centers as well if need be, which is smart. But I think now you're seeing last few years with Jamari Salyer we talked about recently, I think you're seeing a lot of uh, guard tackle, tackle guard scenarios. So I think they like to have them cross, uh, cross-trained in both. They like to have that aspect of these, com- these guys coming in, playing both sides of the ball. And Jordan McFadden is that guy. Uh, watching his tape, I like it a lot. He's not so watching the tape. He's not a kind of guy that's gonna completely bully you. Uh, he's he's more of a finesse blocker. But I say that carefully because he will lock you down as well. He'll lock you up. I've seen that happen as well. Um, he's not a complete uh, type of bull type of runner where he's just going to maul you over with that size and girth. He's only six foot two, 300, which is still a good size, but he's not that kind of player. He's more of a finesse. <clears throat> he's more of a finesse uh, player that can really t- uh, do a good job with his tactics and his techniques. So I thought, I thought that's a good person to work with. Again, a lot of these linemen you get in these, in these rounds, they're going to be guys you're going to work on and you're hoping another year or two, to work with these uh, coaches to establish that kind of uh, tendencies and then skill sets to really improve their game. And I think that's what you have um, with Jordan McFadden. And he's played in a, in a very successful college campaign. So um, with this program at Clemson, I mean, this is, they're going to get guys are playing, you know, playing some strong ball here. So I like Jordan McFadden. Uh, there are some knocks on, on, on his game in regards to aggressiveness and, and playability. But I think, I think that's a, it's another guy that is definitely going to be part of your circuit. So now look, you've got your starting five. You have Brendan Hymes, you have uh, Forrest Merrill. Um, you've got Will Clapp as your center. And now you have Jordan McFadden uh, as can be a, a swing uh, guard or tackle. And you have, you know, that means you have four guys as reserve to your first five. So you have nine guys total. So I think you solidified yourself with the depth. Uh, bring guys into camp and see how everything goes. Obviously, for injury wise or anything else to be aware of, but this is your this is your nine. This is your nine that you have now for the offensive line, and that's a good way to go. And uh, built this kid up. Hopefully, he doesn't have to play this year, but you built this kid up and, and get him cross trained in, in both aspects of it. Okay, moving on to the sixth round, the Chargers continued building that depth, and they did they did so by grabbing a stud defensive tackle out of Boise State. And this kid was actually uh, rated much higher than what he was initially drafted here uh, with Scott Matlock. Some numbers on him as well. Um, you know, he's also a six-year player. Uh, There's the COVID, um, COVID year exemptions that we've had. Uh, but looking at the last two years, 2022, uh, 13 games played, uh, 26 solo uh, tackles to go with his 49 total. Six tackles for losses with two and a half uh, sacks. The year prior, he had 29 solo tackles with seven sacks. 
um, and eight and a half tackles for losses. So really, really uh, great tape and great stats on him, uh, especially the last two years that he played substantial football. He's a big, big player that will come in immediately. This is another one of these cats that are going to come in quickly and be a part of the rotation, especially with the Austin Johnson injury this year, also auto injury this year from UCLA. Uh, those guys are still rehabbing to get back in. He's going to jump in. He'll be part of that rotation day one as an inside three technique, right? He'll be there immediately uh, banging banging bodies uh, with the big uglies. So that's going to be fun to watch. I think he'll be successful. Uh, I think this kid has been selected uh, at a great location. He would have been a fourth or fifth round draft pick, and I think they got him at a great spot. And again, another another young man that can come in right away and provide that depth and potentially uh, that rotational piece on the D-line, which we saw how crucial it was last year with so many injuries and so many problems on that D-line. Uh, this team has got to get better against the run. We talked about it. It's going to be a. It's going to be something we'll sing every year. You've got to. You got to stop the run. And getting big bodies like this, building the depth pieces that you need, keeping guys fresh. Big guys need to be fresh. So the more D tackles you have in a rotational piece, um, the better it's going to be. And guess what, guys? You need young guys coming in. Uh, those trenches. Look, you're not sprinting, but there's a lot of physical physical play going on there that takes a lot of excursion especially during those uh those hot hot temperatures out there so crucial to have these uh these tackles coming in and playing strong rotational minutes so great choice in the sixth round really was excited with this pick okay the seventh round was completely a, a surprise selection but looking back very smart if they use it the right way. In the seventh round, the, your charger selected Max Dugan from TCU. That's correct. We got both the receivers, and we have their quarterback. This is pretty crazy. I've never seen that before. They legitimately just took one one quarter of that uh, of that offense from TCU. Um, I, I like this pick, and I'm not just liking it because of depth. I think if you're a smart coach and you have a vision, I think you use them right away. And just, just hear me out on this, guys. I know we have the best quarterback on the planet, arguably one of the best quarterbacks on the planet, okay? Top five, right? I, I love Herbie. He's my guy. But guess what? You got Max Dugan right now. This kid runs a 4-5-40. He has a great arm, okay? Short yardage, third and one, third and two, fourth and one, goal line. I'm not going to get Herbie beat up anymore. I'm going to take him out. I'm going to bring in Max. And he can throw that ball. He can run that ball. And he's going to do the dirty work for me. Yep, uh, I'm going to hear it. Oh, no, you got to keep Herbie in all the time. He's got to be the guy. You know what, man? This this is how you build a championship team, okay? You avoid the injuries. And you play with your best uh, attributes. I've got a guy that can be a short yardage quarterback. Let's do it, right? Let's do it. Uh, this, is, this is the guy. Uh, let's bring him in on short yardage. He can throw the ball. And he can run the ball. Let's get him active and let's get him involved. He'll be he'll be a part of the 45-man roster on Sundays and he'll be active and he'll actually go in and make those tough plays. Let's not get Herbie beat up. Uh, this kid can do it. And I'm excited about it. I think, I think this is not just a death piece. I think this is a, a legitimate offensive piece that you can utilize, right? So uh, let, let's get this done. Let's get this done. I think I think these uh, I think these coaches can can make this work. So 
pretty interesting piece with that seventh round selection with Max Duggan. So I'm excited about that. This was a this was a fun draft. I think the uh, I think the Chargers really went after it with with needs in mind. However, they weren't uh, avoiding getting value as well. So that's always the key, right? Making sure you're getting the right guys. A little disappointing. I got to honestly tell you, I really did want another running back in here and a, and a, and a tight end. But I can't go uh, against them in regard to get the punt return, uh, kickoff return man, which they did uh, from TCU, and also get coming back and, and getting the offensive line and defensive line guys you need, especially that defensive lineman. I think that that's a crucial piece, and, and you got to keep building those trenches. We've seen what happens without an O-line, and you cannot get your most prized possession, your most prized personnel, your franchise uh, quarterback hurt. Uh, God forbid. So you need that protection. So I think we're going on the right track. Hey, we're not done. There's undrafted free agents coming up here in the next, uh, next few hours that these Chargers are going to be looking after and, and grabbing. Uh, there's going to be, listen, there's a second wave of free agency coming hard after the draft. You know that. You never know. Ezekiel Elliott is still uh, up for grabs up there. You never know if he follows his offensive coordinator in here and, and, uh, and becomes that other piece that we're looking for for a year or two. There's a lot to still look at be- between now and, and mini camp, and of course training camp in July. But we're going to come back and give you some more uh, in regards to our cons- uh, team construction. We'll talk about the offense and defense, how we're building this thing up. We'll get back to you. This has been an exciting, exciting draft for us. LA Chargers 2023 football. We appreciate you having us. Just a few words of acknowledgement. Want to thank uh, thank NFL.com for our, our audio pieces as well as Kevin McLeod for Strength of the Titans and the Ice Giants for his music. You can find that film music.io. My name is Dean Elconian. Thank you for the man across the glass. That's me, Tyrell, Mad Dog Wiggins. We will catch you next time. This is Extreme Voltage Bolt Up.